0: Log Talk Radio. Hey did you sample
1: that? that. me All these couples, they, they watch. Me and all my niggas. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they said I was statistic, yeah, my life had changed when I seen my father go to prison. They said I'd be the same, too. you know I didn't listen. Went down the same road, and I ain't seen no difference. Thinking about my life, if I were back, you know shit would be different. The veal no, I'm asking God why y'all tell him. When rivers die, I get so hot, feel like I died with him. All these voices in my head, telling me I be tripping. I can't let my mama down, she keeps telling me that I'm Oh, last one to me and my feelings. Told you what the mood was back in the beginning. I exactly. will play my part with you, girl. You was moving different. Exactly. Everybody knew I had no clue. They told me I ain't listen Robin's hoes play me. Kansas hoes say me. Kentucky bitches still hit me. up they want my baby. Oh, New God. bitches say me. Oh, Cause God. my old ones play me. They tell me that I'm changing. Now they wanna blame me. Yes, I get these hoes a chance, old. nigga. It's the same thing. A lot of niggas claim my brothers, but these niggas shady. No. You said you wasn't going. I can no. tell you, <laughs>
2: Scotty's calling me, I've got to see my doctor, Scotty's calling me, Scotty be me up, I'm in a zone, I want to fly, morning, noon, and night, I'm geeked up, geeked up, I'm geeked up, <laughs> welcome, 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 everybody, so let's talk Tuesday. OG Radio with your boy Radio Rail, your favorite host with the butter toast. Today, I have a special guest with me tonight. And as she, she's going to call in around 9.15. So, so um, once around that time hit, I will introduce her. But yo, I was watching the 85 South show. Today at work, right? Well, listening to it on the podcast, right? And um, I I listen to the one with with Fabo, and like yo, that nigga had me rolling. He like that man had me in tears. Like he was explaining like the lyrics to songs. He was explaining how he came about doing the song and everything. And like God, he has been in my head ever since then. I mean, I I already like the song anyway. But, like, that shit was, it was dope. Like, he was talking about how, um, you know, around that time before he was a rapper, you know what I'm saying, he went to this club and some fucking baseball socks. And they wouldn't let him get in because all he had on was baseball socks. And then his two, or three chicks he was with. But he saw Jeezy and that DJ at the club. Like, it was, it was funny, man. But, like, but that shit is a classic. You know what I'm saying? God, is calling me. <laughs> I'm geeked up starting to see spaceships on bank. That's my shit, man. But um that's I don't know, that shit's just funny, man. Shit dope. But what I'm gonna do Man, how y'all feeling tonight, man? Ah ah Got some news for y'all. December sixth on a real nigga's birthday. My boy, my host, my co host, B Trey, will be adding Sunday shows, man. He will be live every Sunday. I don't know the time yet. I'll give you know more estimation via um you know, as we move into next week I'll give more information. But my boy's adding another show. So we will be live Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yo, that's six days a week, yo. OG Radio is taking off. We about to you know what I'm saying? We finna blast off like a rocket. Finna take off. OG Radio
1: finna
2: take off. Well so I'm gonna do it real quick though for the next couple of minutes. Uh probably like I don't know, Mike we couple I'm gonna play a couple of songs, yeah, a couple of cuts. Ooh truck, you out. Um what a, what a, what do you do want y'all to hear? What do I want y'all to hear? I'm gonna let y'all hear this new track from your boy Kenny, my my my, my main man, my boy Kenny P, it's called Feeling Lonely. He um has, a, um, he has an um album out. Um, you can catch him on a, a da, 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 you catch him on uh Apple Music and other major platforms. This is Feeling Lonely by Kenny P. Here on OG Radio with you Favorite host with the butter toast radio. I've been feeling too lonely
3: now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been feeling like I'm gone. I've been gone away, haven't been the same. You was in the picture, now I got a new frame. You on fire, propane, lies you told you broke. can Elsa, you was frozen, stuck up in your motion. Now I can't move the same. I'ma make it to the top. This nigga always chose. Yeah, that shit all the time, it's just dick on their mind, like a on their spine. Legs up to the sky, and I gotta go buy my love so Wi Fi, my love so Wi Fi. She keeps calling me, she keeps talking me, I'm just ballin' beef like I want to ring, I'm in her arteries, just call me doctor C, then go fuck on her friend. Baby, pardon me Love the way that she got it But ain't into romance The way she move her body Like she trying to slow dance She right on me, no hands Throw her all of these bands Put her under a trance She's out
2: calling her man And we are back on OG Radio with Let's Talk Tuesdays Your favorite host with the Butter Toast Radio Real. we back live That was Swaver Gang. We keep calling. Now, as I promised y'all, I got a special guest tonight. Met this young lady a couple months ago. She held a fashion event on Swedish Day, I believe. Yeah, Swedish Day. Without further ado, here is Lynn. What's up?
4: Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) What's good?
2: Not much, nothing much. How you doing?
4: I'm doing well. Excited to be on here. Glad to
2: be on here. Hey, I'm glad. I'm glad you accepted. Uh, tell the world <laughs> and everybody that's listening uh, your fashion line and who you are so you could formally introduce yourself.
4: Sure. Absolutely. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Lauren Willis, or Ren for short, and I'm a local fashion designer, Uh the show that uh, uh, Terrell was talking about is actually um, it was a like a from New York Fashion Week. They decided to kind of branch out and do a show in in the city for uh, Sweetest Day or around the Sweetest Day time. And the collection I did was actually like a combination of two of my brands, which is one is uh, called Project Black Chicago which is more like kind of streetwear, but it's got a positive message. And, um, like, I myself, I'm a Christian, and I love streetwear. And so, like, I love, like, I just, I collect T-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff, and I just like for them to say things. And so there's always, you know, a cool, you know, design or shirt or something like that that I liked. And I just was never able really to find anything that, like, spoke for me. Especially during this mm-hmm. time where, you know, we're wearing masks, and you don't get to, you know, like just have those random conversations with people and, you know, have conversational pieces and stuff like that for you to be able to speak for yourself. So I just figured, hey, I wanted to make some things that were going to, you know, speak for me and speak loud, um, you know, how I was feeling about things uh, in my right. life or just things that kind of inspired me or whatever. And so then the other brand is just my custom wear brand that I've been uh, slowly building up over the last few years which is Ariel Wills Design. Uh, more so like evening wear stuff. That one is purely just women's wear. So Project Black is um, it's like, it's unisex. And so like I have things for the ladies, things for the guys, things for ladies and guys can both wear. But Ariel Willis Chicago, I mean Ariel Wills Design is literally just just my custom wear. I was doing a lot of prom stuff, and this year I kind of branched out into some real ready-to-wear, and so I just kind of fused the two and just wanted to, you know, um, show the world, you know, both sides of me, basically.
2: It was pretty dope when I went to, you know, when I went to the event. I liked it. It was, it was real dope. I know uh, I, I could tell that a few of them. <laughs> actually had a, maybe a modeling career at some point. I could kinda of tell from their poses, but uh for the most part like they was they was killing it, you know. The for me, huh. I couldn't keep my composure. I couldn't I couldn't sit there <laughs> and, you know, stand for too long and keep my composure. I might crack yeah. a smile or something, but for them to keep that composure is pretty dope. But uh, yeah, when, when did it. all of this start? Yeah they yeah, definitely did.
0: Um. Well. So when did
2: uh When did uh, all this start? And like, what was the the motivation to want to start your own brand?
0: Yeah.
4: So basically, um, I wanted to be a fashion designer since bef- before I could remember. And I remember at eight years old, some magazine I picked up and I found out what a fashion designer was, and I was like, I want to be that. And, like, then I went, I found my friends, and I was like, we're all going to be fashion designers. And am like, yeah, we're going to be fashion designers. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one <laughs> who actually stuck with that. So, but I just knew. I just knew. And ever since then, all of my classes in high school and, like, taking sewing classes in the mall and, you know, buying stuff and cutting it up and all this other type of stuff, I just knew that that was exactly what I wanted to do. And, um... You know, I went the traditional route, like I went to school for it and uh, did an internship with a big designer in New York City uh, my last uh, semester of college and came back and uh, I had been working at H&M and I was kind of climbing up the ladder that way, preparing myself to possibly go back to New York City. And, and, you know, life kind of just didn't happen for me the way that I thought because around Uh, Beginning of 2016 I started to get really sick No Poor family medical history Or anything like that And then a year later Around my 25th birthday Two days before my 25th birthday That was my second year In the emergency room for my birthday I got a diagnosis of uh, Crohn's disease Which is Mm -hmm. a uh, Autoimmune uh, uh, Inflammatory Bowel disease and so just like you know, anything that affects your gut, you know, affects your whole body. So right. I was getting all these crazy symptoms. There was at one point I was on my yes. back for six months and had to relearn how to walk, and it was just it was just crazy. Wow.
0: That's and so crazy. I was like,
4: having yeah, it was like, and like like I said, no, no poor family health history, and like you know, I I was healthy. I was you know working out five days a week. I was I was going to school. I was working, You know, I was you know twenty three at the time when I first started to feel things, and like by the time i'm twenty five I've been in the hospital at least a hundred times and wow, so that but is during nuts. that time, yeah, I know it was it was really really wild, and during that time um while I was you know having ups and downs or whatever uh, a friend of mine from h and m um, who's also a fashion designer, she kind of um Left she just left the job and when I came back from New York I was like girl what's up Like you're not here no more what happened Blah 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 and she told me like uh, You know my prom business started To really take off and so I just quit And so But she was like but you know I'm needing Some extra help would you be willing to help me out And you know you can come This many days and it's cash and so I was like okay cool I get to You know do what I went to school to do I get to hang out with my friend and this extra cash In my pocket and so I don't have to keep you know, uh, trying to bust my butt at a retail job, I can, you know, like step in the right direction. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do that. I did that with her for um, probably about four or five months before she got just so booked up that year. And so she mm-hmm. was like, I had a lot of bookings, and, you know, you've been doing this with me for a while. So it was me and like another phone assistant she had. She was like, I got these girls to need someone to make dresses. If you guys want to take some clients uh, on your off days, then, you know, why don't you go ahead and do like, you know, I I got you. Whoever you want, just take them out. Give me your email address. And so, like, I had no intention of doing prom. I had no intention of working with teenagers. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, what, 24? I'm I'm like, I don't like teenagers. I don't want to deal with (laughs) no
2: teenagers. Right. You know, like, I ain't
4: doing that. But, like when I was, she was telling me how much these girls were paying for these dresses and the money she was making off of it. I was like, mm, I might can deal with some teenagers,
2: <laughs> uh, you know, for yeah. for this
4: type of money, you know. So, yeah.
2: money, money, I was talks.
4: like, okay, man, it do like, like it's these volumes because that changed my whole perspective on it in general, and so, right, you know, just so then I just kind of started taking on some people and um, from that point it just kind of I don't know just something within me totally shifted about doing it so I mean like the fashion part Mm -hmm. I love doing so I love making the gowns like that was stuff I just knew to do but you know just getting to connect with these girls and you know talk with them and you know just be somebody that you know I'm just excited about the whole day or whatever but You know, just getting to talk with them and kind of make these, like, like micro connections with them and having these conversations, it just kind of made me realize that, you know, this is an opportunity for me to kind of, you know, be something for them that I wish I had when I was their age. So kind of like a proxy to, like, you know, because some of them, they, you know, their moms can be a little, you know, OC or whatever, and... Mm -hmm. Like, just the pressures of, you know, needing to be a certain way and having things be a certain way. And, like, you know, like, they're still young, so they're still, like, that in, like that innate innocence that they have. But then they have all these pressures around them to do all these things that they don't necessarily want to do because everyone else is doing them. They feel like they have to. And so just right. being able to talk with them about stuff and, you know, helping them to represent who they are and still kind of maintain you know, their innocence and letting them know, like, you know, it's, yes, you're growing up, but it's okay to still, like, grow up, like, you're still, you know,
0: you, you,
1: you, mm-hmm. you still feel
4: like a kid, like, I'm like I'm 25, I still felt like a kid, I'm 28 now, I still feel like a kid in certain areas, so, you know, like, you're right. you're
0: growing up, but
4: you exactly. never actually, yeah, you know, like, you never actually feel like, man, I've arrived, you know, basically, until you start paying bills and <laughs> stuff. but but that's the only marker everything else you're just like you're just you know it's just a part of the process And so I just let them know like enjoy enjoy what you're doing here so that kind of prompted me um, that year I was able to to book enough um, girls and like had enough of their friends kind of show interest um, after that year that that next year around 2017 was uh, that's when I decided hey you know like between what was going on with my health and, like, what was going on with the business, I had enough that I could, uh, you know, sustain myself. I was no longer with H&M anymore. I was just with her and doing the prom mm-hmm. thing. And, I, you know, it was enough for me to sustain myself and, like, still be at home, you know, with my family as they kind of helped me to, uh, you know, in my journey to my wellness. And uh, sure. Sure. so that was that. Fast forward to the beginning of this year. 2020, you know, we all started the year thinking it was going to go one way and we got,
2: right. you know, <laughs> <Right>. skirted
4: <laughs> by the time man. March came around. It took a whole And time. so the funny, man, okay, like totally just, you talk about a complete, like 360 plus another 180 discombobulated. Right. And so, but the funny thing is, I mean, it's only funny like in retrospect. It wasn't funny at the time. But, like, in parallel to kind of this shutdown and all these crazy things happening with people in hospitals and stuff like that, um, my health, like, I I got, like, a super bad um, infection and just a whole bunch of just awful stuff had just was going on. So, I mean, I had already been through a lot of rough stuff, but, like, this Mm -hmm. was just, like, next level. And so, like, while people are in the hospital in the emergency room on the lower floors, like, unfortunately, you know, losing their lives to COVID, you know, I'm upstairs in a hospital room with tubes and cords and all types of stuff coming out of my body by myself, you know, having Mm -hmm. a video chat with my family. And it was just like an emergency situation. I came in and, you know, had my doctor kind of check me out because I was just feeling kind of like not good about something and he was like, Yeah, this is kind of an emergency situation. I think you need to go over to the emergency room and then we get to the emergency room and they do their tests and scans and they're like, Yeah, this is kinda of bad and uh, we're gonna, you know, check you in. And so within what, three weeks I no, within two weeks I had three procedures done and in the hospital by myself and people downstairs with COVID and my doctors are wearing hazmat suits to come in and see me and I gotta wear a mask and just all this craziness and so like I just had a lot of time of like self-reflection and just being super grateful to God that you know that I was even alive at that point I mean because like all my doctors were telling me you could have died from this you could have died you could have died and like you don't like to hear that and I definitely didn't like to hear it then but like You know, I was just doing a lot of reflection and just like that on top of all the other stuff that was going on when I finally came back home and, you know, was, you know, kind of just back at home for a couple of months by the time, you know, May rolled around. I was like, all right, Lord, like, you know, I just started to feel really inspired to do something like I'm sure a lot of people did this year. Like, you know, you just got to sit down and just think like life is too short. Like, if there's something I I, I want to do, now's the perfect time to do it. So, you know, it's kind of right. it was kind of a sneaker swim moment for a lot of people, you know, on a lot of different levels. And so just realizing, you know, what I had gone through and the fact that, you know, my life could have been cut short and there was so much I still wanted to do that before mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, man, I was too sick to do it before. It's like, no, you know, you could have... There's, there's all if, if there's breath in your body, you can always you know find the strength, you know to kind of push forward and do as much as you can, and especially things that you know are gonna are gonna edify you and those around you, and so at that point I was like I I really want to get into uh, streetwear like that's just that's if you see me walking down the street I'm I'm cozyed up all the time, tees like sweatpants, sweatshirt.
1: <laughs> right.
4: Ingers, like like I wasn't really into all of that before. Uh, like my health kind of took a turn, but I I had to start wearing comfortable clothes. And I was, you know, I'm in fashion. Mm. Like they can't just be like wax. So, but then I really right. started to get into. I really started to get into the streetwear like vibe, and it started to get trendy. And like outside of being trendy, just like the whole uh, culture of it and the whole community of it was really. It was like really, really welcoming uh, to me. Like just even me expressing my interest in stuff. All, of, all of these people around me that, you know, I kind of knew that they were into it. Uh, since we were in, you know, in college, they really kind of you know embraced me and like kind of helped direct me. Like, that's whack, That's not whack, You know, like this is how you know I would do it. Or you know, just even posting their own uh, fits and inspiration and stuff like that. And so I was like, I really want to get into this. But I want mm. I want to have like a positive message, and so I found myself getting inspired by like um, Kanye West, like Sunday Service stuff. I really like that stuff. Right, his merch and stuff, and yeah, you be, know, getting he be
2: preaching, you
4: know. Yeah, like I mean, and he does. It's like, the thing is, is like you know, people people kind of look at uh, Christianity, as, it's like, you know, I grew up in the church and this and that, blah blah blah. But it's really like. You know, once you kind of have that life experience, right. it's, you, it's something that's, you know, really undeniable. And so, like, you know, people can see the change in him. So, yeah, like, there's still some weird stuff that he does. But, like, doesn't all of us, you know, we all still do, like, you know, weird stuff and stuff that don't make sense exactly. to everybody else and struggle with things. And, you know, that's all a part of life. And that's what, that's all Christianity is, is, like, you know, you're just living your life, you know, um with you know a air a, a, quote higher entity that's there to just love you unconditionally and help you to to grow beyond and you know be able to get through life in this this crazy world that we live in. Right, and, and to love others true. while you're doing that. Yeah. So I mean, it's just sure. like a a really, you know, cool experience. And so, and that was why I kind of wanted to bring that message and, and, and just a positive um, message like that to streetwear because it's like I feel as a Christian like underrepresented because it's like people usually on social media and stuff like that, like they'll clown you for being a Christian or, you know, downplay your beliefs because, true. you know, you know, Things that they, yeah, and so, like, just because of things that they, they, they you know, experienced in church and things that people have said to them or, you know, what they've seen around them. And, you know, I'm not taking any validity away from what they've experienced or what they felt or what they thought. Yet on the opposite hand, though, like, you know, you want someone to be loving to you. You want someone to be gracious to you and all these parts of Christianity that you didn't see that you thought were mm-hmm. hypocritical. But then you know, because I believe in the good parts of those things. That I'm saying, you know, hey, no, it's not that. It's like this. But now that's a problem for me to feel the way that I feel. But you can feel the way that you feel. And that's just like that's just not that you know. So I was just like, no, that's not. I mean, that's not right. But it's also not right. Like I can't get combative about it because that's not operating in love. So what do you do? You just make it cool. Right. Like make that, it so right, that way, right. like you know, the the you just make it cool. So you know, I make it in a way that is a language that other people can speak, and it's not just you know, like and isn't like and yes, it has a a faith based like Christian, um, like root to it. But the whole point of it is to have a positive message and to have a message that, um, that you know means something, that is going to be you know like edifying and. And encouraging, you know, everybody's all about, you know, empowerment and all these other, you know, good things. That's 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 what Christianity is. So um, that's what my message is, and that's what I what I want the message of the brand to be. That's what the message of Christ is, and that's what I want my message to to be and to continue to be. So that you know, it's, it's this is a cool lifestyle to live, and no. You're not going to be perfect. No, no one's ever going to be perfect. Yes, there's going to be hypocrites like there are in in any, you know, any way of life, any point in your life. There's going to be people who misrepresent because we're all just human. And we all make Greek. mistakes and there's just things Greek. about us that, <laughs> <laughs> that are not perfect. And so, like, we we just have to all accept that and, you know, not be so hard on ourselves, not so be be so hard on one another, and just chill out. And so that's the whole, you know, message, that's the vibe. Put on, you know, throw on a hoodie, throw on some sweats, and just chill out and just, you know, be cool and still be fly and all of that type of stuff. And, you know, have something right. that you're saying. Don't be a – there's a, a T-shirt I bought over the summer that said – uh be a voice not an echo and it really stood out to me because a lot of a lot of people are just you know they're just echoing what they hear everyone else do and uh everyone else say, and so but as they were saying like be be your own voice like you know what you believe and what you think and it's okay to do that and that that really that was like a trigger for me when I saw that shirt I was like okay you know like I have all these ideas and, like, this right. this right here, like, really spoke to me. Like, That's the one. <laughs> I needed that, that, that was the one. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm about to just do this. So then I just started making some stuff and just putting it up online and borderline spamming people with it. And then I just kind of started to get this, like, like divine creative inspiration mm-hmm. for it. And it was like. All these ideas just kept coming, and so I just kept posting them, and that's what led to a lot of you know what you saw at the fashion event.
2: And it paid out very well, very well.
0: Yeah. What <laughs> thank, uh, you, thank
2: you think? No problem. Did you <laughs> think at first it was hard to try and uh, incorporate, um, you know, like positive Christianity into Uh, Fashion.
4: You know, by the time I got around to doing it, no. Like, over these months, like, the type of experience that I had, like, you know, in my faith, it was just like, it was like kind of a no-brainer for me. Like, that's just, like, I, my, to get some backstory, excuse me, I grew up in a church. My parents are pastors. My great-grandfather started the church over on the west side. And so I've been in church basically, you know, as long as I've been in this, this
2: earth. But, real, you know, like quick, a lot of people. Real, real quick. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Real quick. Is is that pressure yeah. being a, a a child of a pastor? Is that a lot of pressure as a kid growing up? Like, is that Girl, a lot of pressure? You know, like, all eyes would be on you.
4: Um. Not for me. My parents actually did a good job of not making me feel like that. So I think any pressure I may have felt was from mm-hmm. was from myself trying to not make them look bad, but I didn't feel pressure from them. And I didn't feel pressure necessarily from the people that, you know, I was in church around. Because, like, our story was kind of weird. Like, my parents, they were, like, ministers at the church that um,
2: right. I grew up
4: at. And then we left that church. We left that church, and we stopped actually going to church for a few years. And so we just, like, stopped going to church. And so I was just like, okay. Like, I was a little kid, so I was like, okay, so we're not Christians no more? Okay, cool. I was so tired, you know. I was so tired of going to church. I wanted to sleep in on Sundays and watch cartoons and do normal stuff. So at that point, I was just like, okay, well, whatever, (laughs) I guess. And so but I was a little bit older, we moved out to the Southwest suburb. I think I was like eight or nine or no, I was like ten. Nine or ten. And then my parents like I was like then they we we just started a church and people started coming to our house on Sundays in our basement and in our living room and we just started church there. And so from that point, like a lot of the connections that they made were really just, you know, like for example, Putting my little brother in school, they met up with his teacher, and one thing led to another, and she's in our basement at church with us. Like, and those were the types of connections that they made with the people that uh, we ended up in church with. So, they were just, you know, it wasn't nothing about it felt really like religious. It was just, like, I think the only pressure I may have felt was the fact that I started working in the church when I was young, and so I did a lot of the the AV stuff. And so having to learn how to work with the equipment and and do all of that stuff and, you know, try to do that right and, you know, try to make sure that, you know, made the pastor look good. and Not not that he asked me to do that, but, you know, that's my dad, and I want him to look good, and it's a church, and, like, you know, I'm supposed to go a certain way. So I did that for like 10 years, and so, but any pressure I think that I felt wasn't necessarily from people thinking, you know, I needed to be a certain way. And I honestly was kind of like, shame on you if people treated me that way, because people definitely did. I knew a lot of other pastors' kids who felt the way that I didn't feel, and like they confided in me about like how they felt about it, feeling the pressures of. Oh, I need to be this way. I need to be that way, and they would start acting out. And a lot of that pressure came from their parents. And so, but my parents—they right. never made me feel that way. Anything that you know, I went through in my life, and that I was learning or whatever—like it never, um, they never made me feel like it was a reflection on on them or the church. They just made me realize that it, you know, it was the reflection on me and, and how I was doing or how, you know, I was not doing or. What I was doing and what I was not doing, and they just would, you know, teach me biblically, like you know, why something was right or why something was not right. But I never felt like it was being like bashed up against my head or anything. It felt really just like natural and like regular.
0: Right. Yeah. So,
4: like when it came to, I, it, it's like I had, I've had a really, I've been blessed to have a really you know, pretty you know, decent experience. Like you know, there's some things like them being a little bit more strict and that type of stuff that are just I think are just that's just part of being a preacher's kid. <laughs> you know, so
2: Well, I you think realize for, at least for, for a daughter, period, I think parents are always yeah. strict on daughters versus versus mm-hmm. um, you know on I my mean, son. My parents was more strict on my sister than they were with me. Um, like you, yeah. we grew up you know uh, in the church as well. Um, mm-hmm. my per- they wasn't pastors or nothing but my dad was the treasurer of the church and in the choir, my mother was in the yeah. choir as well but like yeah. when me and my mm-hmm. sister messed mess up, they would look at us like um, you know yeah. you know, X, Y, Z, and I'm like eh, you know Yeah. <laughs> but you know, they didn't, they also didn't make us feel like we had to be a certain way because we we're Christians and no stuff like that but um, yeah. you know, the older I got I questioned a lot of stuff so I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't think I believe this part of, the, you know, this portion of the Bible. But, you know, yeah. as long as you have, like, your own personal relationship with God, I think everybody's defined. I always tell people that um, everybody should believe in something, you know what I'm saying? You don't you mm-hmm. don't have to believe in everything, but it's all yeah. a belief. To, to feel good about anything, you have to believe in something. So that's how I always took it, the older I got.
4: Mm-hmm. Cause this is how this is how I've come to to understand it and to see it so there's things that I know I've questioned, and when I had a question about it, I got an answer and so um but I got answers that were like not well you need well just because or just whatever I got like real answers <clears throat> to stuff and so and there, and so now I have an understanding of, like, there's going to be certain things that, you know, you can say, well, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree with this. But there's a lot of things we don't necessarily agree with that are part right. of, you know, what it like our life and how we live our life. So, and when I say not agree with, it's like, okay, you know, um, I don't like the fact that, you know, if I run a red light, I'm going to get a ticket. I don't like paying tickets. I don't like getting tickets. But it's kind of just you know, that's a, that's a part of the process. If I'm driving and I, I I happen to run the red light, I'm going to get the ticket. So that's you know, in Christianity is in the in the Bible. You know, all oh, things. <laughs> There's things that are in there that are like you know what, it, this kind of sucks, but this is you know this is a a part of it. And so you know, I have right. to have an understanding though that you know is not is not for uh, my detriment that these things are in there. It's all for mm-hmm. my benefit, whether I see it that way or not. And certain things don't apply to us necessarily, you know, at right. you know whatever point in our life that they do. Like, the, if the since the Bible is our guidebook to life, that it, it's got to apply right. to every everything. <laughs> so there's gonna be things in there yeah, where it, you know much. at the time and point that you read it or and point that you hear it that you can go, I
1: don't
4: know about that, but you may not have gotten to the point in your life where that's going to make any sense to you.
0: Right. You know,
4: like and depending on the type of life that you live, there might be things in there where you're just like, that ain't something I'm never, you know, I'm ever going to understand from a position of like having lived it. So it's just like, you know, that's, that's kind of how I see it. And that's, well, let me not say that's how I see it. That's, that's how I've come to learn that that's how it is. And so you have to take all of the good with the good and have to understand that even though I don't understand this, the part I do understand is good enough to kind of keep me here.
0: And so that's, then, that's
4: true. then we add in what you were saying about needing to have your own relationship because that way you have that, that kind of like, well, you have that relationship, you have that, that conversation, that pathway, um, you know, through prayer or whatever it is, like books or whatever it is that you're doing that God is speaking to you through. You know, you get that understanding and that revelation of like, you know, um, of, you know, what's applying to your life at this moment and what's not to that moment. And, you know, getting the understanding, okay, like, if this is supposed to be like this, and why is this like this? Because, like, you, God is like, you, you think about the ideal father. He doesn't want you to be, you know, confused. He's not an author of confusion or, you know, he can't say that he's good and not be. Then the whole, you know, universe will come toppling down based on, you know, a Christian right. belief system. So, you know, if that's the case, like people automatically kind of go towards God, like, why is this like this? Or mm, Nope, I can't get with that. I'm sorry, God, blah, blah, blah. Instead of taking the position of, okay, Lord, this doesn't make sense to me. I need you to make this make sense to me. Or, right. you know, like, or try to find out, like, or try to, you know, get yourself under a pastor that you respect, that you know is preaching the word based off what you're reading and what, you know, you're getting from your time of meditation and blah, blah, blah. So that, you know, using all the resources around you to get the answers that you need while maintaining that heart position that, you know, God is good. So if you don't, if if you're not looking, like, if you're if, if you're looking for something, you're going to find it. So if you're looking for problems, you're going to find the problem. If, but if There's you're there. looking for the good, that's what you're going to find. And so even if it may not make sense, even if it's not something that you personally can identify with based on what like you're experiencing, you're feeling, that doesn't mean that, you know, like, it's a, it's an awful thing or it's a horrible thing. You just don't necessarily understand it, and that's okay. No, like, and, and that's perfectly okay. And that, that's the part of it that people don't get, is that they think it's like, you know, like you have to know everything or everything has to feel good or everything has to be this or everything has to be that. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay that you don't understand exactly. things. It's okay for you to get mad. It's okay for you to feel a way. It's okay for you to, you know, think I don't know about that or whatever it's okay to think all of those things now what you do with that what you do after that right that's what the important part is but that's anything in life that's anything, that's no matter what you believe <laughs> so it's like and so then just to kind of draw back to your question about uh was it was it hard for me to put that in It's like to you know really just do this, like, go head on into making it a Christian message? Absolutely not. Because, like, I have this understanding now that, you know, um, I, mean, I, have, I have a real deeper understanding based off of the relationship I built myself, not the one that I was kind of vicariously living through, you know, with my parents trying to be what I call a designer Christian, kind of making God stand where I wanted him to fit. And I was doing what I wanted to do in the other part. So, but once I realized that, you know, God is, you know, what He says is what He is, is, you know, that's it. And then what I do, that's what I do. But it's, and it's separate from Him in the sense of like, I made the decision myself because He he, made us, you know, like independent contractors, sole proprietors. But we get to do what we get to make the decision. Now, our, you know, what we get from the rewards are, consequences that's going to depend on what it is that we do but it's just like it's it's really kind of just as simple as that and so what the the whole point is to work towards you know kind of leaning into that love and leaning into you know wanting to better yourself leaning into wanting to have a more positive experience on this planet leaning into wanting to you know share that experience with others I mean like we were created to want to share You know, and our happiness with one another, wanting to share and, like, have community with others and all of these positive things that people think are just now trendy because there's social media. It's like, no, it's just now we're able to connect with people on a broader scale and really see, like, the human heart position, which was created by God, that, you know, we all want community. We all want to love on one another, and we all want, you know, what's best. And it's just a matter of what's best is different in every person's eyes or whatever. And so I just, you know, I know what, what I believe is best. I know what, what has worked for me, what has shown, you know, uh, shown to be, you know, good to me and what's what's shown to, to work in my life are, you know, these messages. And so just taking things and kind of putting a, a, a little Christian gospel spin on it, and it's just like, you know, a lot of people... Yeah, I got a um, really positive response to it. A lot of people are really feeling it because it's just like, you know, it's something cool, it's relatable, but it's real, you know, because a lot of people these days, like I said earlier, you can get demonized for being a Christian or having a positive message or saying something that's not, you know, what it feels like the whole, like all the masses are saying. But it's like the fact of the matter is, like, I want to be able to wear this. so I want to be able to, you know, say something positive, and it don't have to be all of that discussion. I just put it on a shirt. You can say cool shirt or you can look at me and roll your eyes and keep on walking and that's all it's got to be.
2: That's true. Preaching on the Tuesday. (laughs) Preaching on the Tuesday. I I definitely definitely feel all that. I know for me growing up my biggest thing (laughs) I think I was like 10 or 11 I'm like you know, I, I'm, you know, reading the Bible, understanding the Bible, or trying to understand it at that time, I'm like, yo,
1: mm-hmm. how do we
2: know God real? Like, I'm like, yo, this Bible is mm-hmm. copywritten by this person. I'm like, how do we know? It wasn't written by God. It don't say God. Like, how yeah. do we know? Yeah. So, like, you know, you have to go through certain things in life to really understand, yeah. you know what I'm saying,
3: yeah.
2: that he, mm-hmm. he's there. He's definitely there. I went through yeah. a lot of things in life, and I'm like, okay, yeah, he he real. Like, I yeah. I don't need to be trusting that no more. Like he, yeah. he's definitely real, but you yeah. know, for me personally, I feel like the older I, I've gotten, I'm more spiritual than I am more religious. Um, and that's just me understanding everything in the Bible. And I just was like, yo, I'm more, I'm more spiritual. Way, way more yeah. spiritual than religious. Yeah. But I get it you yeah. so are more religious than spiritual. So it's like, I mean, like, I it, it, this is know. the thing
4: It's like being religious, like the Bible doesn't even call for us to be religious. Like, cause I, I, I like, to, like right. this is just my lifestyle. This is how I see it. This is just, this is the way that I live my life. So it's not right. just like, like, cause religion, you think of a practice, like I religiously go and I do this. It's almost like tradition, exactly. sense, but just like, like next level. And there's people who operate in that, and that's kind of more of a a legalistic, you know, approach to it, which, you know, I I could get into how, if if you really look in the Bible, really read the Bible, that it ain't legalist. You know, like, it's supposed to be more of a, I mean, how you said spiritual. The reason why I don't use the term spiritual is because, like, everybody uses the term spiritual, like, with the crystals and the, the New Age stuff, and so I don't, I don't. I don't want to cross those wires in certain people's heads. So that's the reason why I don't use that term, but I know what you mean. I feel you on that because, like, that's what it is. It's like a it's like a spirit to spirit. Like, it's like a journey you take with inside of yourself. And it's just, like, kind of expressed on the outside of you where religion is like, you know, you're just trying to, it's almost like you're trying to prove something. It seems like right. the way that people were treated in their actions, like, um, but yeah, so I I know I know what you mean uh, with that, and you know I would I would kind of advise everybody to kind of take that uh, more of of that type of approach with it, but then kind of adding to it. Like there are things in your life that have to change, and the thing is, is like the beautiful thing is, is once you once you start to had that real spiritual journey and have that, you know, that self-reflection time. But there's things that you want to change. You, you, you right. want to change, right? So, I mean, there's things that are going to be difficult, and there's things that, you know, as long as on, we're on, as long as we are on this earth, we are constantly going to be uh, perfected, as the Bible says. Right? but no one's ever going to be perfect. It's always going to be a journey until you know you die and go to heaven, or until Jesus comes back. Like, it's always going to be a journey to doing that. So, like, you're, it's never going to exactly. be an I made it moment. So that's the thing right there right. for people to realize is, like, you know, no one's ever going to be perfect. And so you have these people with kind of a legalistic approach and doing all of, you know, these religious things to make them look more perfect. But we're not ever going to be perfect. The point is to, to be better, to get better, mm-hmm. to consistently grow exactly. and get better. And so get better for your sake it better for the sake of those around you and, you know, generally, I mean, genuinely comes from a place of love that you're doing it out of, love love for God, love for self, knowing how God loves you so you can love yourself that way and you can love others that way, which is the way that Jesus loves. And so it's a perfect love, you know, in, in theory, so, but you have to have something perfect to draw from so that way you know where your aim is. And so that's the thing is a lot of people, they start to try to, you know, they they put the pastor in certain pastors and certain people in these positions of God, and they're not God. That was one thing I had to learn, actually, as a, as a preacher kid was like, you know, I had such a great relationship with my dad for a while. Seeing I, my mom told me one time, like, we were, just, we were kind of just going at it when I was younger. And she was like, your dad is not God. He is not God. He is not perfect. And so that just kind of, it was like, a, mm-hmm. like she put some cold water in my face and I had to pause right. and I was like, okay. Like when I went back to my room after I was mad or whatever, and I was reflecting on that, I was like, you know, I was really kind of putting him on this pedestal. He never acted to be put on there and he never acted like, you know, oh, I'm on a pedestal. Like I'm, I'm this. He never acted like that. But in my heart, you know, I had put him there and I was like, you know what, I can't do that. <laughs> That's, you know, that's, right and we talk about idolatry, like, that's what that is. And so I'm like, okay, you know what, that's why, you know, I, a lot, that's where a lot of hurt comes from. It's people putting people, you know, in these positions of perfection in their minds. And when they get hurt, which everyone's going to get hurt and everyone's going to hurt someone as well as mm-hmm. being hurt by someone. That's just, that's just part of the human experience. So then when you get hurt, it's like, you know you got hurt, you're gonna draw back and pull back and then begin to have these negative thoughts and these negative whatever, uh, based on your experience. And then if you're putting someone in a position where they're supposed to be God in your life, they're supposed to, at least God supposed to be perfect and they're not. Right. You know, then you you get all hurt and have all these hurts. And it's just like it was unrealistic from the start because they're not God. <laughs> they're not perfect. There's no <laughs> they they can't be that. Right. So Exactly. It's like, and then, you know, then you start to, and then when you start to think, oh man, I'm the one with the problem, then that's a whole nother can of worms that comes open. And then people don't want to yeah. admit to that type of stuff because we don't want to be wrong. And, you know, all of, the, all of these things that are just perfectly normal human emotions. And then, you know, we just start to get so like, bent out of shape about it. And so, like, that is drawing all the way back to the message just chill out. It's really just like, we're all just working through life together.
2: That's it. Right. Now, being a daughter of a preacher, man, how hard was it to, for the guys to try to come around?
4: You know, the guys didn't really try to come around.
2: <laughs> At least oh, not
4: that I could what? Like, like, okay, what? so I had my instances, okay, so... You you know the times you grew up in A lot of online stuff So there was a lot of <laughs> online interaction because when I was When I was younger I was super Duper shy So like there were guys who would like You know approach me or whatever But like I'm not saying nothing like Okay I don't even know how to I don't even know how to respond to you so like That was just like awkward <laughs> And then you know you go online and you start To you know and you're more like true to who you actually are, at least in those days. Now all the people just being fake, you know. I would be on there, right. and I just felt more, you know, liberated because you know, if I if I was embarrassed that I said something, all I had to do was close the chat window, you know. And so, <laughs> right. it <was> like, I <laughs> so even even with people I went to school with, if they found me on those social media platforms like myspace or tagged or whatever, even on there, like we would have more conversation on there. Then, you know, we had in person. And then, but by the time we got in person, like, I was more comfortable at that point. But, like, anything budding like that uh, with the guys, there was a maybe less than a handful of times where, you know, like, I left a little chat box open or somebody was trying to text my phone or call me or whatever and got in trouble for that. I got my phone taken away a lot. But I never, like, I don't know, I was, I was like, now that I'm older, I would say I was really fortunate not to have to go through that, like, not to have a lot of that go on. Sure. But back then, I was, like, man, you know, like, oh, my God, like, I can't, like, you know, nobody likes me and this and that, and I can't stand my parents, they're always taking my phone away and, I'm I'm 14 and this boy is 17 and he thinks I'm cute and this and that and won't let me text him. I can't talk to boys on the phone and I can't do this and that and blah blah blah. So like they were kind of strict, but it never did. I never was one that like snuck around and did stuff. Like there was one point in time they took my phone for like a year and after that I was just like, well forget it.
2: A year? You're
4: not (laughs) gonna try anymore, yeah. (laughs)
2: Oh, <laughs> it was like I yeah, couldn't
4: do it. I would have to come in the room, get the phone, and take my phone to school. On at school, and I wasn't like I wasn't a sneaky texter. So like if I got if I got in trouble at school with my phone, then I wasn't even gonna have a phone for school. And then when I got home, they collected me as, as I walked in the door.
1: It was like that for like a year.
2: That's crazy. I don't know why. I, I would right. just walk past oh, it. Man. <laughs> I, 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 I was, was always phone. in trouble in school. I was always <laughs> right? in, trouble in school, but I don't think I don't think my parents really took my my phone away. But I mean, I did have a child at a young age, but mm-hmm. th- I think that was just probably punishment within itself. So like they they ain't really tripping on a lot of stuff I did. Yeah. But, <laughs> but man, oh. a year <laughs> I'm gonna survive like. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would, I like, yeah. I would have been like, I would have had to try to. I don't know. We would have to try to, you know, make a, a rock, paper, scissors or something to get it back. Oh, get yeah.
0: back. man. Yeah, That's it good. was like. I
4: don't even. Honestly, at the time, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna make it. So I cried for days. I begged. I did everything. I cleaned the whole house. I did all my homework. <laughs> I brought my grades up. I did everything to try to get that phone back. You know, it was just hard, you know. So, but, come back. Like, man, but honestly, like not having it for that year, I think that may have been like my junior year or something like that.
0: Because,
4: mm-hmm. like, I know so that was a year, I don't know. I don't know where the boldness came from, but I just started to get real bold. My dad.
2: Yeah, like, I, think, um, I think I think I yeah. junior, junior, everybody started getting bold. I know I got bold too.
4: Man, it was just like, and I'm like, now that I look back, I'm like, who was that person? Who was she? <laughs> who was she? And who does she think she was? But it was like I got uh, I got caught texting somebody I shouldn't have been texting. I think he was like 20, I was like 17, and I was like my dad's like, who is this? I was like, that's my boyfriend. And he's like, "That's your who?
0: Ooh.
4: That's my who? You know, you know. I'm being all like, you know, I'm I'm grown. I can do whatever I want." And he was like, "Okay, snatch." That's the end of that conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. So I don't even know
4: where that text. I don't even right. know where those text messages went. That that air uh, quotes relationship evaporated in thin air. And um, here I am. Uh, what eleven
2: years later? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is funny. That's not funny, but that's funny. <laughs> That. <laughs> ah, ah, that's that's messed up man, but um, you know it'd be like that. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> so what I'm gonna do real quick, we're gonna go on break. I'm gonna play a couple tracks, and we'll get back at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody that's listening. This is my boy Josiah D. Moore. This is Takeover here on OG Radio. It's me, Radio Real. Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I just want to take over the world with you Take it on my I I fuck them all the hoes What they gon' do I just want to spoil you, baby Just love and adore you, baby Your fragrance, it drives me crazy Fuck it, let's just have a bed Just play. I'm in shopping around the world. Baby. It don't matter, you my fucking queen. When we hit the scene, they know you belong to me. Baby. Yeah, you fucking with a boss, man. Fuck the boss, you know I got the sauce. Beth. No one coming in between. It's just you and me. Just for you Let me spoil you, baby you hey. on a shopping spree Pick it out, fuck a tag, yeah, it's all on me Anything you want, you can get with it Pop up on the jet, flying luxury Bahamas, Dubai, Orlando, Perry Balenciaga, or Chanel, or some Gucci Back to the crib, your hands all on me and You know how I like it when you watch it for me All up in the bed, you loving the man.
2: Tuesday, it's your boy Radio Real. I got Ren in the building. That last track right there was my fave tree star artist. Any artist that we play, you can always catch on Apple Music. That track right there was Heroin. She recently was on our show Sunday because Sunday was our 100th episode of OG Radio. So, Ren, what is the hardest part (laughs) about fashion
4: um, I think the hardest part about fashion is that it, two things it moves fast and it's very clicky so it's like I mean because I mean, like even you think about it in high school popularity contest who had the best fit who had the cleanest clothes who had the best shoes the fashion industry is literally like that so, like, who has the best fits? Who has the best set? And it's all, you know, basically a popularity contest. And um, right. thing I realized the most when I went to go do my internship in New York with this dress designer um, named Zach Posen. And um, getting to work with other fashion students and, like, being with, like, a, a high-end, you know, globally known designer. Started to see um, when you were meeting with people that it was more about people were getting jobs based on who they knew and you know what events they attended and you know how their clothes looked. Yes, right. uh, they were. Yes, they, they. You know, they had some talent, but there was other more talented people out there. So you was, it just made me see like, okay, wow. So you don't, you don't need a lot of talent <laughs> to uh, right. to be. That's a shame. what You you need to know people And you either need to know how to People or you have to be a person Of, of you know good character People are buying into People and we realize that More so now um, With social media being so huge But that's how, Kind of how it's always been in every industry Is that people they buy people And when you buy people You want to support them and so therefore You buy their products and so that's more right. so what it is. You know, those people who kind of persevere enough to catch, you know, someone's eye and, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing would, you know, project them to uh, to uh, success. And so, um, you know, charisma is what I meant to say. Charisma is what gets you there. And one thing my dad always taught me is that, um, Charisma will get you to success, but it's your character that keeps you there. And oh, there's a lot like of people, that. I know I like that too. <laughs> there's a lot of people in the industry with poor character, but a lot of charisma. And so that's how you can see, you know, certain brands stick around and, you know, flicker up and then they go away or um, ones that just come up kind of out of nowhere, out of the blue, because they have, you know, one product that went viral, and now, you know, they're on TikTok, and they're doing all these other things, and it's because people are buying into to, to their uh, charisma, and then, you know, uh, certain businesses I used to see, like, you know, in their comments and stuff, uh, you're so rude, you put on this front like you're like this, and when I emailed you, it was like that, and you know, people taking screenshots of their DMs and text messages and, you know, conversations and stuff like that. And you get to really see kind of like these people that people are pouring millions of dollars into aren't good people. And so it's only, I mean, aren't good people, you know, at the heart. And so, and I, I'm saying that not from a judgmental spot. I'm saying that from literally people saying you are not a good person. <laughs> you're scamming people or you're being you rude or you're being, or, you know, all of these things that. You know, people obviously didn't think that you were, and so you know, it's only kind of a a social media allows you know people to kind of put on airs and you know have a a false you know look of 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 a certain type of success. Um, Right. But it's that stuff you know kind of crumbles, and so I, I think the hardest thing for me was one like I said, it moves really fast, so it's like creatively needing to keep up with everything and Mm -hmm. looking at what everyone has going on and not necessarily I think I'm beyond the point now barely where I'm comparing myself but where it's more like oh, I don't know if my creative brain alone is going to be able to keep up with this so that part has been hard for me and then just kind of breaking out of my shell of you know feeling like you know I didn't have enough personality you know, to do things. I don't know what possessed me to think this or maybe had to do with my childhood and, you know, like my sucky friendships and the way people treated me and stuff like that as a kid. But I I, just, I always thought I was really boring. I don't know why. Because, like, yeah. all my people are like, gee, you're not boring. <laughs> you're not boring. Right. But I swear for years years and years I thought I was boring. And so it was just, there's just things I just didn't go after because I was just like, oh, I can't do that. Like, that's not me. But right. in reality, it is me. Like, I'm I'm not boring. I'm not, you know, um, you know introverted. I wouldn't call myself completely extroverted, but I'm not as shy as I, you know, thought I was. I'm not as, you know, I thinking I was lame or thinking I was, you know, like whatever, all of those things that I thought. I'm um, um, finally, after 28 years of life, getting close to 30. Like, okay, you know what? Like, really getting to know myself and getting to know, like, you know, who God made me to be, and like who I, like who I want the world to see me as. Like, do I want to see? Do I want them to see me as how they want to see me, or do I want them to see me as how I am? And so. Right. um, you know, and so that that even, you know, reflects all the way down in my art. So um, that's kind of been the most difficult thing for me, and I'm still kind of in tug of war with that. There's a lot of like, apprehension, like, you know, wanting to, you know, drop a new design. Like, people aren't going to like this. People aren't going to want to pay for this or, you know, all of these things But having to realize, you know, I have to know my worth and that, you know, anything that that takes no time to have is not worth having and takes no work to to get is not worth having. So you right. know, I just got to take the time, put into it, take the work, put into it. And, you know, when it takes off, it's going to take off. And I'll be glad because, I, you know, I stay, you know, 10 toes down, you know, throughout the whole process Sex. and kind of let my process work itself out. And then I can be someone that that is worth buying into because I, I'm going to give you way more than just something, you know, a piece of fabric to put on your back you know, it's like a whole message and a whole, you know, up until this point, lifetimes worth of, you know, experiences and then just like on top of the fact that I have such a unique and, you know, kind of abnormal story in terms of like my health and just all the things I've experienced with that. It's like there's Mm -hmm. just just a lot that I, I know on the inside I have to offer and like now that I've kind of started to be more transparent and open about it, uh, with the small yeah. following that I do have and, like, the people that are around me that, you know, I've come to know over the years who have just been telling me recently, like, I had no idea this was going on and, you know, like, this has inspired me and you've inspired me to do this and that. And, you know, and that was never my intention. But the fact that, you know, I'm able to do that is still, you know, just so mind-boggling to me. And so that's the part of of all of this that is it's hard, but it's worth it.
2: Yeah, that's the greatest feeling is, is when you hear somebody tell you that you've inspired them to do something. Now, mm-hmm. I uh, haven't been doing radio that long. It's only literally been since February, but the growth that I've had since February now, um, I've had a few people tell me I've inspired them to do something based off, you know, whatever, you know, I end up talking about on these shows because I'm I'm on air mm-hmm. literally four days a week, but um, yeah. Well- uh, they take whatever I say at some point, and they they applied it to their life, and like it it worked, which which
1: mm-hmm. which I'm
2: happy about. Um, I, I didn't yeah. really see where I was gonna go with this radio because it was just like last year, it was just me, um, doing a podcast, just talking hella shit because
1: mm-hmm. Facebook,
2: <laughs> I kept getting banned, so like yeah, <laughs> I, I can't I can't talk it on. Facebook, so let me start a podcast. Then the transition from podcast to radio, and it's just yeah. it's, it's been uh, it's been great so far. Um, like I awesome. mentioned when we got back from break that, you know, we had a hundred. This is our 100th episode. Well, two days ago, hundred episode It's like, it's like wow, like damn, that that quick, yeah, that fast.
0: Man, um, yeah. Cause when you said shows, it, I was like, oh, and, uh, yeah.
2: wow. Yeah, uh, like this. Radio shows has been been around for ten years, but uh, me and my co-host, you know, we got a hold of it and just we took it to a new level. And my uh, mm-hmm. producer will—he'll always, you know, whenever he does get on, will, always say how proud he is of mm-hmm. us and everything. But like, it just—we it, opened a lot of doors since, since doing this. So yeah. like, um, my producer now is the program director. Um, of a of a network, a, a television network. So now we're a part of that. Yeah. So like a lot of things that happen when you when you completely have a hundred percent faith in something. You know what I'm saying? When you believe.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, for me, it's like you know I, I, I have heavy faith in God. So like, He'll open the door when the time right. He ain't there
1: when
2: mm-hmm. you need him at that exact moment, but he's all he's there, always there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um. We are towards the end of the show. Do you have a social media for people to check you out on and, and your your work?
4: Yeah. So, um, actually, I'm going to be launching my website starting this weekend, and all of my like current styles and stuff like that will um, be on sale. So a lot of people can actually, if you go to my website, which is uh, – ProjectBlackChicago.com um, You can sign up there It'll take you It'll say We're, we're, we're going to be launching soon Sign up for the email Sign up for the email So that way You know You can get updates And alerts And stuff like that My social media My Instagram It's the same thing It's just ProjectBlackChicago For uh, my business um, And you know If anyone wants to follow My personal Instagram It's tagged on there somewhere You know You can just Follow that too But um <laughs> That you know, you know, I just shame, you know, shameless plug, but yes, that is my, <laughs> my social media so it's project black chicago uh, on Instagram projectblackchicago.com for the website, and we're still working on the Facebook thing, so you know, you could find a page on Facebook, but it ain't that much on there, true,
2: sure, true. Hey, I'm, I'm uh, I have uh, thank you for coming on the show um, we're trying to elevate uh-huh. the new new things uh, no problem mm-hmm. um, I always say that at some point i wanted one of the fashion designer. got you my next step now is a hey. actor from yeah. fire you know <laughs> um, we, we spoke poetry into existence so if you know anybody to do poetry we, we do poetry night on Thursday mm-hmm. and uh, if you know any rapper singers they can come on the show any, yeah. any time Definitely, um,
4: I will put the word out.
2: No, I appreciate it. Uh, so, like I told you earlier, I'll send you the link to the show via uh, Apple Podcast, so that way you can go mm-hmm. back and listen, or if anybody missed it, they can go listen through there. So, sure. give me like ten minutes after the show, and then once it pop okay. up, I'll send it to you. Yeah, um, for everybody you that's so listening, much. no problem, no problem at all. For everybody that's listening uh, Again we celebrate our 100th show um, Sunday This is our 102nd show So we're going to Quickly get 200 Real fast Um, I will be at a Event this Sunday Uh, I was supposed to pull it up But I didn't even pull it up Uh, Give me a second everybody Because I definitely had it And then it went away Uh it's called the whenever it pops up, it's called the blackout experience. I will be in attendance at this place. It's a uh, address is 35 36 169th street in Hammond, Indiana. Uh, it's uh, hosted by my home girl, Ray. So dope. They will have poetry by music, DJ uh, open mic. Uh, it's a beautiful event. I, was asked to help uh, Help out So I would definitely be in attendance Sunday night From 8 to 11 And also there's a pop-up shop Same place, same time Or not same time From 3 to 5 I believe And then the other show starts From 8 to 11 uh, You can always catch us Well me And Genesis on mm-hmm. Thursdays For Poetry Night And you'll catch me Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So pick your poison, whatever you want. Uh follow my Instagram. My radio page is Radio Rail twenty one. Follow my personal uh Instagram is Hell Rail twelve ninety. And y'all know my infamous Facebook, Terrell Radio Rail Redman, which I'm always blocked, like every other month. So far I'm like a month clean. It's all good. Um Big announcement, my co-host B. Trey will open up a uh, sixth show for us on Sunday. So he'll be doing Sunday shows starting on my birthday, December 6th. So he will be um, starting the uh, Sunday shows. It will be him on Sundays, it will be me on Mondays and Tuesdays. And Thursdays and Fridays. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, um, y'all know how I end my show. I uh, love everybody. You know, be safe. That is it for me. Bryn, that's it from you, right?
4: Um, That's it. Well, you know what? Actually, let me plug something real quick. <laughs> this <laughs> Monday, during the morning hours, I know y'all going to feel like shopping. I will be 50% off all my merchandise. All my existing merchandise, 50% off, pop-up shop, 11 hey. 3 p.m. In Crestwood,
0: the address
4: hey. is one uh, thirty-one twenty-one Rivercrest River Crest Drive. I'm going to post it on my social media right now and, you know, come through and, you know, get you a hoodie, copy you a T-shirt, you know, get you some cozy clothes, and you can ride on over to the event later and, you know, have your little cozy drip. And it, it'll be a whole vibe. So, you know, come through, support right. support Black, support Black businesses, Black enterprise, Back. you know, how we
1: do it.
2: Definitely grab you nice out. That's all for me. All right, with that being said, everybody, good night. Catch me Thursday. Oh, no, 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 actually, no. I will not be here Thursday or Friday because it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to enjoy. So we are off. Until uh, next Monday I'm tripping So I will holler at y'all next Monday That is it from your favorite host With the Butter Toast Radio Rail And special guest Ren. We are out Good night all Good
4: night